Hello, friends, and welcome to the Writer Cup edition of the Green Jacket Podcast Show, coming to you live from the wine cellar of um, Italian golfer great Constantino Rocca's Villa. Just kidding. We're uh, here at my home here in Mobile, but let's talk about real golf. Let's talk about let's, what we're, this week is all about, the 44th edition of the Ryder Cup. Always, you know, this name is the Green Jacket Podcast Show, and I love the Masters and everything. It's my favorite golf tournament, but the Ryder Cup is the most intense televised golf event on the planet. There's nothing that compares to it. The passion of the fans, the players, the intensity, the over the scrutiny. Uh, ever since Kiwa '91, this event has just gone to another notch. It's just, I look forward to this every two years, and I cannot wait. Two more years, Beth Page. I've been saying this since 2010 when they announced it that I was going to go to Beth Page in 2025, and now it's only two years away. I cannot wait just heard that three quarters of a million people applied for tickets for this year's Ryder Cup and there was only 250,000 tickets available so this will be the largest spectator uh, golf event in the world I mean it's so even for me I mean as much as I live in the south and football is king and my Astros are not doing so good this week it's only Ryder Cup It's, it's just it's just I love it so much the, the Green Jacket Podcast Show will have shows throughout the whole day, the whole week of the Ryder Cup with analysis, news, days, recaps, and everything like that. We'll probably start on a Wednesday night when um, after the clo- uh, opening ceremonies, I'm sorry, when we finally announce uh, the pairings. Um, Luke Donald already today announced that the first event will be foursomes, which is what Europeans dominate. They do. Well, they dominate everything. They dominate alternate shots, but it's a it's a wise move by uh, Luke. Go ahead and gives um, Zach Johnson two days to think about who he wants to put up first. But let's talk about where the Ryder Cup is being performed. Marco Simone. It was built by the European Golf Design in cooperation with Tom Fezio, and was finally completed in 2021. And just like Kiwa Island in '91, it was built for the Ryder Cup. You can tell by the mounds, by the elevation change, by the way the, the fairways are so short, and it's the roughest. I mean, it's built for the Europeans. The Europeans had all thoughts and design on this course, and it, up until Sunday, they could do anything they want to with the course. But now we are looking at Monday night. The course is set. Whatever they want to do with the course, it's there. So. It's measuring. It's a a par seventy one, and it's measuring over seventy one hundred yards. The name Marco Simone comes from a nearby castle that was built there nearly around the year one thousand. It's one hundred fifty five. The elevation I was I mentioned before. It's one hundred fifty five point from its lowest point to its highest point on the course, and that will you will notice it on TV the elevation change with each shot. Um, one of the obligations for hosting the Ryder Cup in Europe means you have to host a DP tour. So the Europeans have a clear advantage of playing the course that will be hosted the Ryder Cup. So it held the Italian Open in 21, 22, and 23. And we'll get back to the 2023 result about that. There's something we're going to talk about with the captain's picks. There are 
talking about the, we're going to go back on the elevation change. There are nine blind shots to the green. To say that Marco has some tight fairways, fairways would be an understatement. There's some holes that's between 18 and 26 yards wide of fairway. That's it. And if you don't land in the fairway, it's trouble. Some of the worst rough these days have these eyes have ever seen. Um, the Americans went about a month ago to do a little practice round. And I believe it was... Don't get me wrong. I believe it was um, Wyndham Clark. And he lost his ball within three feet of of the fairway and it took five men and nine minutes to find the ball this is going to be rough this is this is aimed toward the europeans advantage these fairways these tight fairways because the americans are big bombers and they love their 125 yard wedge shot marco simone has bunkers at 125 it's just it's the it's an advantage i mean that's we do it here when we come to the u.s with like whistling straights that was just advantage usa and i would i would think it might be an advantage at beth page but you know beth page is just to me it's besides pine valley it's the hardest course in america and maybe wingfoot oh what else we were talking about the course yes if you land in the fairway it's just impossible to go for especially your second shot you can go for two you have to get as close as you can or put it back in the fairway the europeans have made this course to their advantage with tight fairways, unscapable rough, and the fairways. And the green, the greens are okay. It's from what I've seen and from what I've heard so far, the greens are rolling at a 10 to 11. So that's not going to win or lose it for the Americans. Putting the ball in the fairways is going to win or lose for the Americans. Now, the Americans, the media are saying they are the favorite. But you go to Vegas or as I went to Biloxi, they are the underdogs. Would you put money on America? Please kill USA. Uh, the Americans are trying to do something which also they haven't done in 30 years, which is to win in Europe. Europe soil. They haven't done that since 93 at the Belfry. The task does seem daunting enough with the course setup, but then Captain Zach uh, Johnson really didn't help with his picks, I, in my opinion. In my opinion. His automatic picks were uh, Scotty Sheffer, Wyndham Clark, Brian Harmon. Max Homa, Patrick Kenley, and Xander Shoffley. Those were the six automatic qualifiers due to their outstanding play over the last two years at the end of the FedEx Cup playoffs. Johnson then went with his captain picks. Mauro Cara, no problem with that. Brooks Kepka, I don't care what you say about him playing live. What he did at the four majors, winning a major, is um, amazing. It's just, he had to be on there. I, I do not want to talk about the live as his PGA tour. He is one. You cannot say he's one of the best 12 players in America right now. Jordan speed. Okay. Ricky Fowler. Okay. And then came the questionable picks, Sam Burns and Justin Thomas. They're both in the top. They were both in the top 15 in the U S standings. But some, it just feels like, Zach already made up his mind way before the FedEx playoffs because, as you remember, Justin didn't make it to the playoffs. It does sound like buddy-buddy. It just does because between Justin and JT and, you know, Sam Burns and his his buddy, uh, Scotty Shuffler. 
which they left out. Should they got Lucas Glover and should have got Keegan Bradley? I don't know about Lucas, but I thought Keegan Bradley should have deserved a team. And listening to him in some interviews, it sounded like he wasn't the most popular person among the clique. But I'm not sure. If the, we'll see. We'll see. This is this is the one that over some of the overanalyzations that we do during this and when it comes Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we'll finally find out whether Zach Johnson made the right picks or not. On the European side, the automatic qualifiers were, of course, McElroy, Rom, Fitzpatrick, Robert McIntyre, Terrell Haddon, and Superman himself, Victor Hovland. Um, Luke did, with his picks, uh, he went with Rose, Justin Rose, Fleetwood, shocker, Shane Lowry, it, an emotional you got to have that heartbeat. Him and Terrell Hatton, they're, they're going to be paired up. They have to be paired up. And he also went with a rookie, Sepp Straka, who has been very good this year in the PGA Tour. But then his two DP World Tour rookies, he went with Nikolai Hojard. And the one that everybody's been talking about, the kid that just turned pro six months ago, Ludwig Abberg. But the kid's been playing amazing. The week's going to start um, tomorrow with some, uh, the, both teams are going to do 18 hole practice rounds on Tuesday. And then Wednesday and Thursday, they're both going to play nine holes before day one starts on Friday. Uh, the U.S. Will, will be implementing their pod system that they've been, that they copied from Europe in 2008. With the most unusual pairings, usually, I'm not unusual, usual pairings will be, of course, Xander and Patrick. That's just God given. And Jordan and Justin. That's in one pod. That's. You can't separate Xander and Patrick and Jordan and Justin. That's just it. I, in the second pod, the media pod, it's Wyndham Clark and Fowler and Hoa, Homa and Morikara. I expected, even before even they got here, I knew Homa and Morikara was going to be in one group, the, the two California kids. And the final pod's going to be Sam Burns and Buddy Scotty Scheffler and Brian Harmon and Brooks Kepa. That's going to be the unusual one. Harmon and Kepka, I mean... I kind of would like Ricky and Kepka, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. The, these are just pods. This is not going to be the teams, but the way the pods are situated, you think these are going to be the groups. So who knows? And Scotty was already reported um, on the golf courses more, uh, this afternoon, as soon as they touched down, working on with an English putting um, guru, working on a new putting grip where he had his gripping down at the bottom of the grip of his club. So. Tita Green, he's the best player in the world, but he's the worst putter in the PGA Tour. It's just, you cannot, I don't know, it's just, when we go down to my keys, that's going to be something I'm going to very, very emphasize. The European, though, they're going to do a pod system, but instead of three, four-man pods, they're going to do two six-man pods. One pod's going to be Fleetwood, Straka, Aberg, Shane Lowry, John Rahm, and Superman. And the other pod will be Rory, Rosie, Haddon, Fitzpatrick, McIntyre, and Holgard. Now, um, Thursday we'll have um, the opening ceremonies in it. When, as um, that will be the time we will find out the um, pairings for the uh, for day one for, for the first the morning events. On, like I said, on paper in Vegas, it looks like Europe has a dominant advantage over Americans, and we will see. But it all depends on the pairings. It all depends. If Zach can make the right moves. There's some serious questions, like I said, and here we go with the, my pre-analyst. 
There's going to be some serious questions on both teams to answer. Scotty's putting. And if he if he's not rolling it these first three practice days, do you dare put him on an alternate shot? Can you can you not put the number one player before the FedEx Cup? Can you not can you sit him out on alternate shot? That's that's just oh. Well, the gam- here's another thing. Will the gamble of picking friends, i.e. Thomas and Burns, instead of worthy players, will be a smart decision by Captain Luke, um, Zach Johnson. Donald going with a, uh, a rookie who just started, who just turned pro six months ago, over experienced players, including the man who won at Marco Simone a couple months ago, Adrian Murmock. And he's done very good, and he's, I believe he is also Italian. No, I'm sorry, Polish, 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 Polish. I think so. So, to, to not pick the guy who won the Italian Open at Marco Simone, that's that's really the only question mark on Luke's team. But it's just a dominant team on Luke's side. It really is. Uh, can the Americans, we've talked about the course, can they overcome the brutal course and most importantly overcome their terrible record at alternate shot? I saw where the last four Ryder Cups Europe is like 12 and 1 in alternate shots which really comes back to the Scotty Sheffer can you afford Scotty to do this can you can you afford Scotty to play alternate shot which is I think is the key to winning so we're only four days away day one and two the, the time have y'all have y'all noticed the time that's going to start 1.30 Eastern 12.30 my time Central Thank God I don't have to work these three days, four days. So I will guarantee you, I'm going as soon as I get off work, I'm going to take a nap and then wake up at mid, midnight and go ahead and I'm going to sit in my chair with my red, white, and blue and I'm going to cheer them on because I put money on it. Until then, it's just, it's just great that it's finally come around. I, I like the President's Cup. It's just... I don't get into it as I can't get into it as much as I can the Ryder Cup. So it's just amazing. So it's it's here. I just look forward to it, enjoy it, sit back, relax, and just enjoy the drama that is the Ryder Cup. So until then, this is Josh from the Greater Green Jacket Podcast Show signing off and reminding you: don't be short on your putt.